Previously on Heavy Metal Historian, we started an examination into the origins and rise of new metal. Now we close our study of new metal as we delve into the metallic genres that followed the scene in the mid to late 2000s. We also follow the longevity of groups like Korn and Lincoln Park, who persisted into the 2010s, and the fruition of styles closely related to new metal during the time, such as rap metal and alternative metal. Furthermore, we consider what lays forward for the styles closely related to new metal, and endeavor to discover what new and upcoming bands are keeping the spirit of the scene currently alive. We explore the legacy of new metal. Welcome to episode 58, and I am Greg Davies, your heavy metal historian. As we have found during the last couple of episodes, one of the key characteristics of new metal was in its dedication to fusion, where artists would blend multiple styles together into a metal basis. When the scene was dismissed by some as just rap metal, it turned out that the movement had much more diverse influences. Electronica, industrial, reggae, Middle Eastern music, country, hard rock, southern rock, funk metal, and much more. From the first wave of new metal with Korn and Limp Bizkit to the second wave led by Linkin Park, the generation from this style divided many metal fans, some of whom embraced the new subgenre, others rejecting it as just not metal. However, as time has progressed, the important influence that new metal had on heavy metal overall is undisputed. While a few groups stood the test of time and continue releasing music to this day, the fusion component on the style was an inspiration to many who integrated the influences into alternative metal, industrial metal, groove metal, and more. Similarly, new metal had an opposing effect, an anti-influence if you will. Because of the divide across the metal community over the style, it was inevitable that numerous new subgenres would emerge as a response to new metal. Moving away from the efforts to merge non-metal styles with heavy metal, the impact of new metal would compel newer groups to adopt more rudiments of traditional heavy metal, extreme metal, and hardcore punk. For many, it was a return to the roots of the fierceness of metal, and for others, it was the development of a new generation of heavy metal. Discovering its roots in new metal, metalcore was a movement that became popular during the 2000s. Many of the groups initially found themselves embraced as part of the new metal subgenre, but as the style developed, 
the heavy leaning towards use of melody and breakdowns, along with the influence from extreme metal and hardcore punk, set the scene apart as its own entity. forming in 1998 in Massachusetts. Finding influence from the likes of Pantera, At The Gates and In Flames, the band's musical identity was an indication that something new was emerging. Likewise, All That Remains formed around the same time, leaning heavily into their metal roots and comprised rudiments of melodic death metal into their sound. Atreyu were also another group that were both part of the new metal and metalcore movements. Their stronger influence from post-hardcore elements and thrash also set them apart as time would progress into the 2000s. In addition, one of the biggest groups from the metalcore style, Killswitch Engage, would lead the charge into the rise of the developing subgenre and additionally paving the way for the new wave of American heavy metal. from Australia and founded in 2003, Parkway Drive would eventually evolve into a specific sound that found solid resonance with their Aussie fans and with metalcore fans abroad. Trivium 2 emerged during the era from Orlando, Florida and were one of the few bands in metalcore to embrace the elements of traditional heavy metal with heavy reliance on thrash and prog metal. As I Lay Dying were one of the more iconic groups during the period. Beginning with a Christian metal foundation in their early days, As I Lay Dying became one of the founding metalcore bands and one of the significant elements that increased the audience of Christian metalheads. Elsewhere, led by frontman Jamie Jasta, Hatebreed became front and center during the metalcore age, delivering a sound like Pantera's groove metal mashed up with traditional hardcore punk. Now is the time for me to rise to my feet! Wipe your spit! From my face, wipe these tears from my eyes Now is the time for me to rise to my feet Wipe your spit from my face, wipe these tears from my eyes I 
Like as I lay dying, the metalcore scene had a profound effect on the identity of Christian metal. While previous efforts had delegated to the likes of Striper on the glam metal side, to Mortification on the extreme metal side, metalcore unlocked the floodgates to a whole slew of bands that based their music in their Christian beliefs. August Burns Red formed in 2003 while the band members were still in high school. The band has developed impressively, growing from their indie EP release Fragile After All in 2004 to being up for a Grammy Award in 2016 for the song Identity. Haste the Day founded in 2001 in Indiana and their name is from a lyric from the hymn It Is Well With My Soul by Horatio Spafford. The group has released six full-length albums through Solid State Records. Demon Hunter arose during the new metal scene but were also very different from many of the efforts by other bands in the style. They were instrumental in helping to establish the strengthening of the metalcore scene during the 2000s. Norma Jean formed in 1997 and to date have released seven full-length albums and even received a Grammy Award for their sophomore album, Oh God, The Aftermath. Sleeper became famous among Christian metalheads in the South, having formed in Fort Worth, Texas. The group were formed with ex-members of Terminal, as Cities Burned, and Between the Buried and Me. Becoming the archetype likewise became quite recognized among the Christian metalcore movement, eventually working with drummer Brandon Lopez from Oklahoma Christian death metal band Broken Flesh, and with producer Devin Townsend. Zao, one of the most familiar groups from the metalcore scene among Christian fans. Forming very early in 1993, the group would move forward to establish a firm foundation for followers of the emerging metalcore style. Under Oath were also important during the era, staying close to their hardcore roots. The group has received many awards, including several gold albums and two Grammy nominations. Can you feel your heartbeat racing? 
Can you taste the fear in your sweat? You've done this wrong, it's too far gone. These sheets tell of regret. I admit that I'm just a fool for you. I'm just a fool for you. Accompanied by metalcore, new metal gave way also to the rise of the new wave of American heavy metal. Largely evolved as an opposite response to the establishment of new metal, the truth is that this new wave may not have arisen to popularity if it was not for new metal. While some fans of metal were abrasive towards new metal, the new wave of American metal gave him something with closer roots to both traditional heavy metal and extreme metal. Zimmer's Hole, founded out of members from Devon Townsend's Strapping Young Lad outfit, originally led the charge. Their music also embraced many of the tropes and elements of the metal culture often presented from a satirical perspective. The Black Dahlia Murder derived their name from the unsolved mystery of Elizabeth Short, aka the Black Dahlia, in 1947. Their musical labours initially went back to the groundbreaking work of death metal groups, but particularly in working with the melodic styles established by the likes of Carcass and At The Gates. Suicide Silence similarly emerged during the metalcore era, but became pioneers in the emerging deathcore scene also. The group lost their well-known vocalist Mitch Lucker after he died from injuries from a motorbike accident. The band continues to this day with a dedicated fan base. Shadows Fall also emerged out of the fallout of new metal and became one of the most foremost groups of the new wave of American heavy metal. Embracing rudiments of melodic death metal and thrash metal, Shadows Fall propelled the scene forward with tunes such as Redemption, Nothing Remains and The Light That Blinds.
Pushing an experimental math metal and progressive metal, the Dillinger Escape Plan correspondingly entered the new wave of American metal while concurrently embraced by the metalcore scene as well. Zach Wilde's Black Label Society also became a vital part of Noaim, staying close to their groove metal approach and developing a strong and very dedicated fan base. Also within the new wave came progressive metal giant Mastodon, growing a sonic identity that had vast influences all the way from Yes and Genesis to Dream Theater and Pantera. The group was also vital in pushing the revival of stoner metal and doom metal into the 2010s. But arguably, the group leading the charge that established the new wave of American heavy metal was Lamb of God. With a heavy influence from both extreme metal and hardcore punk, the group would combine the groove metal sounds from the likes of Pantera with the emerging metalcore movement. Aggressive, but clearly taking cues from their origins of metal and punk, fans quickly gravitated to Lamb of God. Their ensuing success and dedicated following was not only an appreciation of their music, but an unavoidable reaction to the new metal scene. With new metal's fusion elements dwindling, fans naturally were after a sound and style that was closer to metal in a conventional sense. With the rise of Lamb of God, the appearance of metalcore and the new wave of American heavy metal, the divisions between metalheads diminished. A new stage of heavy metal history had begun. response against new metal, some other subgenres had integrated into the new metal scene that continued forward into the 2000s. Taking influence to the origins of their subgenre, groups also inserted the influence they received from new metal as well, pushing forward into their own evolution. This was true most of all for industrial metal. The larger groups such as Nine Inch Nails, Filter, Ministry and Rob Zombie all added elements of new metal into their sounds and styles, benefiting their music, sonic identity and their fan base. Yet the biggest evolution for new metal's influence on industrial metal appeared after 2005. 
While some industrial bands absorbed a lot of new metal influence, others clearly had some inspiration but still gravitated back to the roots of their industrial sound. The new generation brought some diversity into the style. From Hungary, Ronksapar mixed stoner metal into their industrial music, likewise channeling the fusion influence from new metal from the decade before. Baron Samedi from Russia similarly added rudiments of synth pop and grindcore and death metal within their sound. Ex Machina is an independent and instrumental project by musician Active Messiah, blending groove metal with industrial. Fear of Domination are two of note, with their songs diving into topics dealing with the hard realities of life, along with issues surrounding sex and perversion. The band formed in 2006. Canada, Alex Rise is behind the Tyrant of Death project, having released 14 albums since 2010, marking an average of almost two albums a year. Cynosis came from Burgundy, France, initially zoning in on human behavior and evolution in their lyrics, but later evolved into an instrumental group, demonstrating a synthesis of progressive death metal with industrial. Meanwhile, the solo project of Christian Schmidt entitled Sweetheart of a Berserk, immerses the listener into a mashup of melodic death metal, industrial, goth metal, as well as hard rock. And finally, Master Boot Record immersed itself in tech folklore and while merging synthwave and chiptune with industrial roots. The image of the project zones in on computers and technology, with album titles resembling command prompts, console syntax, or error messages. The immersive character of this is somewhat similar to the tech side of the television show Mr. Robot, but with a sound reminiscent of scores for films such as The Matrix and Tron.
Equally with industrial, alternative metal also drew significant influence from new metal. With a long history already embracing styles such as punk, post-punk, gothic rock, grunge, the adding of new metal influences came in addition to some rudiments of metalcore also. We came as Romans, formed in 2005 and commanded a strong focus to metalcore and hardcore elements on their music. Bring Me the Horizon proceeded in a similar direction, though began heavily resting into the sounds of the deathcore subgenre. As they evolved, they branched out into more elements of metalcore, new metal, and alternative metal. In this moment produces a very theatrical, almost shock rock image to their sound, which incorporates elements of goth and industrial into their basis of their musical identity. In addition, coming out of Oklahoma, Hinder pulled in a wide range of influences, though originally stayed close to elements of hard rock. The band became known for songs like All American Nightmare, Lips of an Angel, and Get Stoned. Not perfect, I'll perfect it till my heart explodes I highly doubt I can make it through another of your episodes Lashing out One of the petty moves you pull before you lose control You with me Spiritually akin to the fusion method of new metal, Turbo Wolf have had an incredible range of influences, exploring elements of rock, electronica, punk, psychedelic, and of course, metal. 12 Foot Ninja came from Melbourne, Australia, debuting their first release in 2012 called Silent Machine. Among funk metal, new metal, and prog, the band also incorporated basics of another style that was becoming popular at the time, Gent. Out of Kentucky, Blackstone Cherry merged and mixed hard rock with southern metal. Elsewhere, following the disbanding of Creed, the members without Scott Stapp proceeded with a new group called Alterbridge, featuring singer Miles Kennedy. Guitarist Mark Tremonti would eventually form his own solo band, named it Tremonti, presenting some of the more aggressive and speedy metal he has ever released to date.
During the late 2000s and early 2010s, there were groups around the world that were keeping the sound of new metal alive. Before undertaking their prog metal territory, Aussie outfit Carnival's debut EP featured songs heavily influenced by the likes of Tool, plus other elements of alternative metal and new metal as well. Similarly, Avenged Sevenfold kept the element of fusion alive in their music. Blending rudiments of metalcore with new metal, the band opted to bring back fundamentals of traditional heavy metal, plus some progressive material. In addition, coming from Red Lion, Pennsylvania, Hailstorm stayed in alternative metal and post-grunge land, but also mixed in the traditional sounds of hard rock and heavy metal. and grew a sound that had its foundations based on both groove metal and new metal. However, the group uniquely added rudiments of psychobilly and rockabilly, pulling from musicians such as Johnny Cash and Elvis Presley. The merging of a variety of styles was very much an indicator of new metal elements. However, Five Finger Death Punch had the main success during the 21st century so far and based some of their work from new metal. Like Volbeat, the band followed groove metal also and developed a sound that was popular. Five Finger Death Punch's style, while very mainstream, was one that successfully straddled the borders between subgenres like new metal and the new wave of American metal. There's just so much goddamn weight on my shoulders. All I'm trying to do is live my motherfucking life. Supposed to be happy, but I'm only getting colder. Wear a smile on my face, but there's a demon inside. There's just so much goddamn weight on my shoulders. All I'm trying to do is live my motherfucking life. Supposed to be happy, but I'm only getting colder. Wear a smile on my face, but there's a demon inside. Like Jack and Hyde. All this anger inside. I feel like Jack and 
Certain groups discovered success with a counter-response to new metal and others kept elements of the subgenre alive in their own styles. Nevertheless, what about the first three bands we highlighted as the progenitors of new metal in our first chapter? Before Korn began the era of the subgenre, these three groups paved the way for the arrival of the scene. If Faith No More were the first component of the major influence to new metal, and Pantera the second, then the final component was Rage Against the Machine. Faith No More split in 1998, a mutual decision to allow the members to pursue other new projects. Out of the musicians, Mike Patton turned into being the most prolific, continuing in Mr. Bungle and generating new acts such as Phantomus, Tomahawk, Peeping Tom, Dead Cross, and contributed as a composer to several films. A little over a decade after their breakup, Faith No More reformed to go out on a world tour. While the band cautioned fans not to expect new music initially, the inevitable occurred and the outfit eventually jammed together on a new song that had its debut live in concert. Titled Motherfucker, the resurgence of Faith No More was powerful and the number came out on the band's reunion album, Sol Invictus. The release also featured numbers such as Superhero, Sonic Side Up, and separation anxiety.
Pantera also broke up in the 2000s, causing a fracture between some of the band members that ended up becoming a very public war of words in interviews in metal publications both in print and online. The hostility remained as Dimebag Daryl and brother Vinnie Paul proceeding forward with the new group, Damage Plan, only to end tragically and abruptly when Dime was killed on stage in 2004. Rex Brown also moved forward working with Crowbar and eventually becoming a key member of metal supergroup Kill Devil Hill. Singer Phil Anselmo, however, had probably the most prolific career following the demise of Pantera. Anselmo continued work with Down and Superjoint and collaborated with many other musicians. He began a solo career under the title of Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals in 2013. Vinnie Paul, meanwhile, after mourning the loss of his brother, united with Chad Gray of Mudvayne to found the group Hell Yeah, an outfit that continues recording and touring to this day. Against the Machine also disbanded during the era. In 2000, unsatisfied with the musical direction of the group, vocalist Zach De La Rocha left the band. The rest of the outfit, on the other hand, united with Soundgarden vocalist Chris Cornell to develop a new alternative metal sound with echoes of their previous works. They called themselves Audio Slave. Much later, after a reunion tour and each member chasing some solo projects, Rage Against the Machine got back together, joining with rappers Chuck D of Public Enemy and Be Real of Cypress Hill. The new project, greatly politically driven, was entitled Prophets of Rage. During an era of an election that was very much dividing the nation, Prophets of Rage found a relevant place in music at the right time, very much like where the original Rage Against the Machine found themselves in the 90s. 
With profits of range indicating another return to rap metal, many groups entered successful careers benefiting from the huge influence new metal had towards rap metal. Proyecto Escada from Spain shoved the boundaries of their style into developing more of a progressive rap metal ambiance. By comparison, Backwards, spelt B-A-C-K-W-O-R-D-Z, came out of Dallas, Texas and stayed closer to a conventional rap metal vibe while merging aspects of metalcore as well. Rap metal also continued with some of the fusion elements of new metal, with one more investigational and weird example being the band called Knock. Coming from Slovenia, the solo project from musician JB Strangley melded depressive black metal with both rap metal and ambient music. Nevertheless, perhaps the most successful group in the rap metal area in the post-new metal period would be Hollywood Undead. Building the basis of their sound on new metal during the early 2000s, the artists would strongly develop a rap metal, rap rock identity. Hollywood Undead are known for their songs Bullet, Everywhere I Go, and Day of the Dead. Hold on, Holy Ghost, go on, hold me close, better run, here we come, it's the Day of the Dead. a dying subgenre during the 2000s and 2010s, several of the groups that founded or emerged during the style continued with strong careers. Korn even collaborated with dubstep artist Skrillex on the Path of Totality album in 2011, continuing the fusion element of the subgenre they began back in the 90s. Currently, Korn's most recent release, The Serenity of Suffering, came out in 2016. Conversely, while Linkin Park enjoyed huge success with their follow-up albums to Hybrid Theory, their most recent album release, One More Light, from 2017, sharply alienated fans of the band. The album took on more of a pop vibe than their previous new metal stylings. Critical reviews were mixed to negative, and many fans were displeased with the results. Upset and accused of being selling out, frontman Chester Bennington took the brunt of the criticism, while he determinedly defended the musician's work and evolution both on stage and online. 
Sadly, the negativity of the period finished with Chester Bennington's suicide. While his passing marked the official closing of New Metal, the legacy of the band lives on, with the fan base still dedicated to the band, despite the divisions felt during the One More Night period. System of a Down enjoyed the first half of the 2000s, the outfit went on hiatus to move on with other projects. They later have since reformed on and off for tours around the world. In the meantime, however, vocalist Serge Tankian's musical production following the band's hiatus has been the most prolific of the band members. Tankian released several solo albums, including a live symphony performance, in addition to contributions on other works. He also collaborated with Isan of Emperor and Devin Townsend on a song called We Are. Disturbed enjoyed a very thriving continuing career, releasing several albums that expanded their fan base. Vocalist David Draymond also worked on a solo project called Device. Elsewhere, Godsmack similarly experienced continuing success, staying very close to their original musical identity across several albums. Yeah. 
As the 2000s progressed forward, several bands that emerged in new metal continued forward, but adapted their style to how the metal scene evolved and what the needs of the band and the fans were. Papa Roach enjoyed continued success, though somewhat distanced themselves from the new metal name. Stained also enjoyed great popularity, staying firmly within the bounds of alternative styles. Outside of commercial appeal, several new metal bands evolved further along the lines of their extreme metal ancestries. Max Cavalera integrated more death metal and groove metal into the sound of Soulfly. He would eventually also reconcile with brother Igor and form the illustrious Cavalera Conspiracy. Kitty also continued along their metalcore roots, continuing to influence young female metal fans. Moreover, Slipknot stayed completely within the limits of shock rock and extreme metal, bringing forth a long-lived relationship with their fans and developing a solid legacy that has most certainly influenced others. some of the new metal bands continued strongly with their careers or adapted their styles as they progressed, for many others the 2000s appeared as rather in a decline. However, as time progressed into the 2010s, new metal experienced a bit of a revival, with many bands taking the opportunity to release new songs or hit the road together. Head P.E. and Dope enjoyed a resurgence in the mid-2010s when both bands released new albums and went out on a joint tour of the United States, a long tour that actually included many smaller venues in smaller towns to make it easier for fans separated from the bigger cities to see the bands live. Crazy Town also reformed in 2007 and eight years later released their most recent and third album called The Brimstone Sluggers. Additionally, Des Fafara revisited his new metal days when Cole Chamber reunited for new recordings and new shows. 
the resulting album, Rivals, fared much more success in Europe than in their home country. for their money. New Metalcore. First emergent in the mid-2000s, the style was essentially what the name says, a blending of new metal with metalcore. In many ways, it was a suitable style to come about as many metalcore bands experienced their first successes out of the new metal era. Continuing the fusion essentials of new metal, the new metalcore bands began merging more styles into their sounds, including R&B, pop, post-hardcore and deathcore. Vocally, some of the groups also employ spoken word and soul-style singing also. One of the bands in the new metalcore scene included Unlocking the Truth, a group who enjoyed immediate commercial success via their appearances on national television. A trio of young teenagers, they based their music on heavy metal, but explored into other sounds such as thrash and R&B. Alpha Wolf is another new metalcore group that emerged during the metalcore scene. The band are from Australia and have released a studio album that charted in the Australian Top 40. From Louisiana, Kane Hill had a robust new metal basis in their sound, but also blended aspects of alternative metal into their music. The band have cited extreme metal and hip-hop as their primary influences. Issues appeared from Atlanta in 2012, developing a unique combination of contemporary R&B, metalcore, pop, and new metal. I'm so mad at myself for giving in to what I want, never again. That feeling we felt, we called it love, you called it off, and I've never been so mad at myself. Girl, I know she's trying to play me She's like a Honda These days I drive Mercedes She's a killer Try to get inside my head Try to get her one in red But she prefers the blood of black Playing chess, ain't no way I'm gonna fight this She's playing tricks like the vixen in my nightmares So damn greedy, that girl is so needy I'm the king 
style is My Enemies and I, formed out of Richmond, Virginia in 2013. The group stay close to the definition of new metalcore, merging both styles together. My Ticket Home debuted in 2008 and primarily explored metalcore and hardcore punk on their first new releases, though began including new metal into their sound in 2013. The band refers to their style as puke rock. Out of California, of Mice and Men are one of the frontrunners of the new style, finding their origins in both metalcore and new metal. The band have released five full-length studio albums. Nevertheless, perhaps the founders of new metalcore are the most noteworthy. Formed in 2003, Amur initially leapt into the metalcore scene before evolving and developing their own musical identity. The group has released seven full-length records and are known for songs such as Nemesis, Demons with Ryu, and Solar Flare Homicide.
However, although new metal has a descendant in the form of new metalcore, the style still lives to this day. Several metal bands have experienced great success by incorporating new metal into their music. Infected Rain, founded in 2008, and continued the new metal sound while also leaning towards the alternative market. Red came out in 2002, but enjoyed much later success fusing their alternative rock style into new metal and are also a Christian band. Moreover, Texas Hippie Coalition took from the heritage of Pantera, developing a southern metal sound that incorporated groove metal and new metal. Likewise, Motionless in White embraced a fusion spirit with their music, forming their sound as a mix of new metal, shock rock, gothic metal, industrial and much more. Moreover, Hacktivist, one of the first gent bands to incorporate hip-hop, embraced principles of new metal and have become successful over the last few years. Some claim new metal is over, especially with some deciding the closing point of the era being Chester Bennington's death, there are actually newer bands arising that are keeping the ideals of the style alive. While some are moving forward into the new metalcore era, others are keeping the elements of the sonic therapy and fusion thriving within their music. Electro Chains emerged from Italy in 2005 and began with strong roots in death metal and grindcore. Much later, they started incorporating elements of new metal into their sound. Likewise, Invisius from Denmark began originally as a melodic death metal band, but later began mingling the sounds of hardcore, metalcore, new metal, and pop into their sound. The band have released two full-length studio albums, The Spawn of Condemnation and Changes.
Over at Bandcamp.com, countless new bands are mixing rudiments of new metal into their styles. They also incorporate influences from techno, metalcore, hardcore punk, doom metal, pop, and gent into their style. One artist, Jeff Geese, incorporates much spoken word into his music, a trait embraced by the new metalcore movement at times. Throat Breach have a solid punk foundation in their sound, while also embracing other sounds such as new metal. Defendant have a sturdy basis in metalcore and hardcore, but also merge new metal stylizations into their sound at times. Moreover, Crease from Quebec in Canada blend their doom metal and stoner metal basses with some foundations of new metal as well. based out of the UK, blend many different metal styles and sound into their identity and new metal is among them. Introvert have developed a very strong sound with solid influence from new metal and metalcore. The band refer to their own style as chugcore. Nemertines are an interesting group developing heavy grooves by mixing gent with metalcore and new metal. Their release Mecta Omect is a favourite amidst Bandcamp users. Moreover, Conform, coming from Perth, Australia, have developed a unique sound, combining new metal with techno, electronica, and metalcore with punk.
While the era of new metal may have closed out with the death of Chester Bennington from Linkin Park, it seems that many bands are trying to keep the legacy of new metal alive in their music. From the bands gaining from the influence on alternative metal and industrial, to the groups inspiring the new metalcore movement, the style and sound are actually still alive. On balance, while the era of new metal may have closed out, the style is still there, and now with many new and up-and-coming metal artists blending elements of extreme metal with new metal. Just because they grew up during that era, and because new metal was their gateway into becoming metalheads. And now it's time for a prehistoric mosh. Before Korn would make their hard impact on the metal scene and found the subgenre of new metal, several of the band members originated in a group called LAPD. Inspired by the likes of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Faith No More, LAPD's style was firmly within the realm of funk metal, but the origins of Korn are still there within their music. Formed in Bakersfield, California, LAPD acquired their sound based upon the influences from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Faith No More. Band members James Monkey Schaefer, Reginald Fieldy Arvizu, and David Silvera would afterwards meet up with Jonathan Davis and Brian Head Welch to form Korn. Listening to this early material is quite revealing. While some tracks come slightly close to the new metal style that Korn would form, LAPD stayed close to funk metal, but deliberately brought in some obvious influences. Some songs sound very close to suicidal tendencies, while others flow close to a resonance that would be best suited to an Enough is Enough album. Whatever the case, just like new metal, LAPD commanded their most important and closest influences to their sound, and this movement, this development, was an important stepping stone to the birth of Korn. In addition, while Korn would turn out to be the founders of new metal, their first foray into professional musicianship was LAPD and it became a prototype that would evolve into corn. Let's listen in.
Well, let us have a look at this week in Metal News. Joe Berlinger, the director of the Paradise Lost documentaries about the West Memphis Three and Some Kind of Monster about Metallica, has taken on a new film project entitled Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil and Vile. The motion picture follows the relationship between Ted Bundy and his longtime girlfriend. James Hetfield of Metallica has been cast in his debut film role as Officer Bob Hayward, a Utah Highway Patrolman who was the first law enforcement officer to arrest Bundy in 1975. Zac Efron will be playing Ted Bundy. The movie does not have a scheduled release date at this time. With the release of Judas Priest's new album, Firepower, it's also been announced that longtime guitarist Glenn Tipton is stepping down from touring due to being diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. The sad news hasn't totally stopped the legend, however, as he played on the new album and has planned to make a few random appearances on stage with Priest during the tour, as seen recently with his surprise entry on stage with the band at their New Jersey show. And speaking of Parkinson's, the sad news continues as it recently came out that Pat Torpy, drummer and founding member of Mr. Big, passed away Wednesday, February 7. His death was due to complications of Parkinson's disease. Mr. Big bassist Billy Sheehan said, Pat Torpy has been my closest friend in music for over 30 years. Torpy was 64 years old. In further sad news, Necrophagia vocalist Killjoy passed away on Sunday, March 18. Necrophagia bandmates announced his death in a Facebook post stating, We are so shocked and saddened to bring you the news of our dear brother Killjoy passing away this morning. We are at a loss for words. R.I.P. brother, you are forever in our hearts. We will cherish our moments together forever. Frank Pucci, a.k.a. Killjoy, was 51 years old. And it's also RIP to Terrorizer magazine, as the UK metal publication who has covered the genre for 24 years appears to have shut down. While nothing official has been said, it seems that even magazine contributors have been kept in the dark about this since about November 2017. A piece over at metalsucks.net analyzed the evidence and it does indeed seem that the metal mag is on its way out. Norwegian metal band Take have scuttled their tour of North America, asserting they have been forced to do so after Antifa pressured venues into cancelling concerts. It is with great regret that we have to inform you that Take's US tour has been cancelled, the black metal group posted on their official Facebook page. They go on to say, Take is not now, has never been, and never will be a Nazi band. Comedian Bill Burr recently continued his public love of metal by having ministry vocalist Al Jorgensen guest on the Monday morning podcast where Burr said, that Outfit's music made him want to go play drums and that his fantasy would be to get on stage and perform with Ministry Live. Jorgensen turned around and called Burr out for pussying out and not playing with the band in the past, to which Burr responded, Now that you said I'm a pussy, I'll do it. In a recent surprise announcement, Devin Townsend posted online that his Devin Townsend project is indefinitely going on hiatus while he works on other projects. 
In his announcement post, Devin named all of the permanent band members, promoting them as being available for further projects. Since the announcement, band members from both DTP and Strapping Young Lad have united with vocalist John Howard from Threat Signal to form a new band called Immonolith. Meanwhile, Debbie is developing new projects and he is also working on new Ziltoid music specifically for an upcoming game app featuring the omniscient coffee craving character himself. And perhaps the most interesting announcement this month is that Lamb of God are returning to their original name of Burn the Priest for a special release. On a recent interview with Loudwire, Randy Bly revealed the group was recording an album of covers under their original band name, celebrating the 20th anniversary of the first Burn the Priest album. The release is said to include covers by groups such as Bad Brains and Ministry and is expected to hit shelves in May of this year. And finally, in a both unusual yet somewhat amusing story, the entire band just quit The Faceless, leaving behind founding member Michael Keane. There has been some speculation that Keane has been battling addiction issues, though no official explicit reason for the departures has been announced. Several musicians from the band posted on Facebook to reveal their departure, and Keane has also announced he is determined to continue The Faceless, it would seem that the faceless are not quite faceless yet. All of the links to this week's metal news can be found at the show notes for this episode at heavymetal666.com. And if you discover any important metal news, go ahead and share it with us over at reddit.com slash r slash metal news. On the next episode of Heavy Metal Historian, after finishing our examination of new metal, we return to the importance of art to heavy metal throughout its history. Jumping away from album cover art and genre study, we turn into the development of heavy metal band logos and the importance it played to the culture of the genre. From the hard-edged metallic designs as seen in traditional heavy metal and thrash, to the complex neon approach of glam and of course the unreadable band logo phenomenon connected with black metal and death metal, we explore it all on the next edition of Heavy Metal Historian. Subscribe to Heavy Metal Historian at iTunes or Stitcher, like us on Facebook or follow us at Metal Podcast 666 on Twitter and on Tumblr. Email us a message at metalpodcast666 at gmail.com if there are areas you would like us to investigate or if you have questions you would like for us to answer on a future show. We will catch you on the next Heavy Metal Historian, Ales and Horns. And until next time, if there is any subgenre that deserves the title of the future of new metal, it has to be new metal core. Carrying the sonic therapy and fusion elements of new metal, the bands in the new scene have merged these rudiments with the foundation of metal core, with some featuring a dash of gent or groove metal as well. If there is any scene or style that will revive the soul of new metal, it is definitely new metalcore. In some ways, it's the best of both worlds. It retains the key elements of new metal, but brings in the ferociousness and heaviness of both hardcore punk and heavy metal. In some ways, you could picture corn merged with, say, Killswitch Engage, though that is only an initial perspective. From this basis, new metalcore bands have pushed forward trying to develop the subgenre further. 
over at bandcamp.com there is an emergent and burgeoning new metalcore scene with bands from all around the world. One such group out of Germany is Vile Tongue, who released their debut EP in 2017. Retaining the rap metal elements of new metal within their repertoire, the group incorporates solid elements of both hardcore punk and metalcore, while also bringing forth some unbelievable breakdowns that are often associated with deathcore. It stays true to both new metal and metalcore, and much of their work on this debut EP is harsh and brutal. From their debut EP entitled Self Help, Vile Tongue, with the song Endless Bays as our closing headbanger.
Heavy Metal Historian is a non-profit podcast produced and presented for educational purposes. All music and clips are copyright to their respective owners and are used in the podcast under fair use guidelines. No advertising is presented in the podcast or displayed at its home website, heavymetal666.com. If you hear this podcast and find it has advertising injected into it by a podcast service, please consider listening directly at heavymetal666.com. All items presented are done so out of love for the heavy metal genre. It is a show put together by a single metalhead for all metalheads everywhere. No money is made in the production of Heavy Metal Historian. Donations are also not accepted. Instead, we request you go out and buy some metal albums. Or even better, support unsigned metal bands at sites like bandcamp.com or support your local music scene. It all starts in your hometown. <laughs>